So hello my friends, Devon Lennox here, Photography PX. In today's video we'll cover the main highlight features and do an overview of Nikon's new Z6 II. Do know you can find timestamps and links in the description down below as well as the pinned comment. And also know this is not a sponsored video. Let's get started. Released in the fall of 2020, Nikon's Z6 II is their updated take on the original Z6 and it comes as an improvement upon their initial efforts to further refine and revise the platform now with faster speeds, improved AF, and better overall versatility. And really, it continues building on the strengths and successes of the original model. The original Z6 following its release suffered from some critical feedback, but Nikon progressively released updates in the form of firmware to correct much of its initial shortcomings. And the Z6 is now quite a reliable camera today, but it looks like with this latest refresh, Nikon's listened to the feedback and criticism, and this release seems to resolve any of the issues that plagued the first model. Nikon markets this camera as their true multimedia powerhouse aimed directly at hybrid shooters, wanting the best of both worlds. And it's a camera designed with content creators needing utmost versatility. It's also a camera that they aim to compete with Panasonic's S5, Canon's R6, and Sony's a7 III. It obtains the same 24.5 megapixel backside illuminated CMOS sensor with an optical low-pass filter as its predecessor. However, they've installed dual XSpeed 6 image processors this go-around, a first for a Nikon camera. And this configuration provides faster image processing and improves the overall processing power. The updated processors have led to notable increases in continuous shooting performance. And in this case, the camera now offers a continuous high shooting rate of 14 frames per second without autofocus or 12 with AF, matching their flagship D6. And this over doubles its predecessor's 5.5 FPS rate with tracking and is a substantial improvement. The processors have also reduced the camera's viewfinder blackout at this rate. Additionally, they also help the buffer clearing rates, and the camera now offers a deep buffer of 124 RAWs or 200 plus JPEGs before slowing, which is approximately three and a half times larger than before. On the video front, it obtains mostly the same capabilities as its predecessor. In this case, it still shoots 4K UHD 30p with a full pixel readout, and it also shoots 1080p full HD up to 120p, but with audio. Both resolutions record to the MP4 or MOV formats with 8-bit 420 color internally and H.264 compression. However, recording externally does unlock 10-bit 422 color and shooting in 120p automatically slows the footage down to 24 or 30p, depending on the setting for up to five times slow motion. Nikon promises a future firmware update that will bring 4K UHD 60p recording. However, it will do so in 8-bit color with a DX or APS-C crop. This update is scheduled for February 2021. It also has built-in timecode and zebras, and recording in 10-bit unlocks 10-bit color along with N-Log and HDR video using HLG. Using an external recorder also unlocks the N-Log View Assist to help gauge footage, and the camera also offers a clean 4K 30p signal via HDMI, making a suitable choice for live streaming via Nikon's webcam utility app. Note Nikon also promises ProRes and Blackmagic RAW support, and these would give the camera uncompressed 12-bit RAW output via HDMI. However, this would be a paid update. Low-light performance is mostly on par with its predecessor, but it's excellent for the class. It features a native ISO range from 151,200 
further expandable to a high setting of 204,800, and users can expect usable images up to ISO 6400 or 12,800 with minor post-processing. For focus with this new release, Nikon's updated the autofocusing system. Sure, on paper it still obtains the same 273-point phase detect AF system with 90% frame coverage, but this iteration now provides slightly improved low-light focusing, moving from negative 4 to negative 4.5 EV. They've also installed a new option for face and eye detection, and the camera now offers both for humans and animals, as well as support for stills and videos. Nikon's even added eye detect to wide area AF, not just auto area. With this option, you can now relegate IAF to a set area within the frame for stills and videos, and essentially this sets boundaries in the frame for eye detection to work, giving you more control to determine where the camera focuses. The camera also offers both focus magnification and peaking if you prefer manually focusing. It uses the EN-EL15C battery, which Nikon rates for 410 shots under regular use, or 450 using the energy savings mode, or 100 minutes of video recording. This is a 32% improvement over its predecessor, which only offers 310 shots by contrast. For displays, it obtains the same quad VGA OLED electronic viewfinder with resolution of 3.69 million dots and 0.8 times magnification. These are the same as the original Z6. It also obtains the same 3.2 inch tilting touchscreen with a resolution of 2.1 million dots. This is also the same, and it has the same top deck status LCD as well. Physically, it retains a similar size and form factor as the original Z6, and this camera is virtually identical in design, but that does mean handling and ergonomics are also identical, which is great. And this is quite impressive considering Nikon's managed to fit in a second SD card slot. But this is also good news for current Z6 owners, as all your current accessories and cages will fit this new camera. This also means that the camera is immediately familiar, and it still benefits from comfortable DSLR styling and ergonomics. But otherwise, it still has 5-axis in-body stabilization, headphone and microphone ports, USB-C, a mini HDMI port, dual card slots, 4K time-lapse, multi-exposures, focus bracketing, in-camera rating, a fully silent electronic shutter, built-in Wi-Fi and Bluetooth low-energy connectivity, and Nikon's updated the camera's minimum shutter speed, which now goes to 900 seconds or 15 minutes, which is great for light painting or long exposures. In the end, the Z62 builds beautifully on its predecessor, and with this release, it's clear that mirrorless is here to stay, and they're committed to developing and refining the Z system camera lineup. And as a release, it helps close the gap between capabilities for DSLR and mirrorless cameras. Sure, it's not a significant leap forward, and in many ways it competes solely with the dated Sony a7 III in capabilities, but it does address many of the issues consumers had with the original Z6, and while rivals may mostly overshadow this camera at this price point, it remains a solid hybrid camera nevertheless. So there you have it my friends, there are the highlights in the overview of Nikon's Z6 II. For more information on the Z6 II and other Nikon cameras, Check out our website, photographypx.com, go to our camera reviews page, then to the Nikon section, and there you will see a full detailed written review, as well as other reviews of cameras that may be of interest to you. You can also look at the pinned comment in the description down below, and that will take you right to the full post as well. I've been your host, Devon Lennox. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you for watching today's video. I hope you found the contents of today's video insightful and it added value to you. If you're new here, please consider subscribing if you haven't done so already. 
Also leave us a like and a comment in the description down below. Let us know if we overlook something or we missed something that we covered in today's video. I've been your host, Devon Lennox, photography. Back on.